Hello, my name is Ashley. Welcome back to This is the End of the World as We Know It podcast. Today, my special guest is a good friend of mine, actually one of my closest. Her name is Haley. I know Haley's going to have something extremely insightful for everyone to hear about all this, so I'm excited. It's about Corona, the virus. I'm Haley. The smartest person ever. Oh my goodness. Also the most bored ever. Social isolation, you know, just trying to get through. I honestly only became friends with Ashley because she told me she liked my outfit one day and I was like, all right, that's it. I'm in. So how I try to make my friends, if they dress really nicely, I'm like, I want to be friends with that person. Yeah, you read the room. You're like, this girl looks like she can be manipulated by me telling her <laughs> I compliments? like her outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's just really looking for a compliment. So that's, that's my way in. I was like, oh my God, I love your outfit. Are you Jewish? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, same. <laughs> yeah, that's the other key to my heart. You tell me you're Jewish and I'm like, Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about Jewish things with you. Exactly, like what are you doing for Passover? Yeah, Yeah, actually such a funny story. The other day, yesterday, I went to the laundry room in my building to do laundry for the first time in forever. And, you know, it's like the one time I'm like, why is this laundry not in my apartment? Yeah. And there was the hottest guy in the laundry room. And the laundry room's not that big. So I like pop my head in the, I'm going like right there. And like, I point to the machine and he's like, uh, okay. Like what the fuck are you talking about? And doesn't like seem to care or want to move. So I like slide behind him with like my mouth facing outward and I'm like trying to keep our mouth six feet apart and I was like are you new in the building I've never seen you before I'm like this is how desperate I am for social interaction he's like no I moved in like a few months ago whatever like how are you like holding up I'm like you know I'm definitely I'm definitely starting to crack are you quarantining alone and he's like I am are you I go I am we should um quarantine together and he was like what apartment are you in I told him and then I was like you tell me his and I'm like well done knock on my door you know where I live so maybe that that's a Hallmark movie coming at you I mean I'm loving this (laughs) that's like what I'm hoping for that'll be the prime content when this is over yeah, I, I mean, I think that, you know, once we were required to stay inside, I feel like your standards just really shift. And <laughs> Which way? Like, to, like, higher or desperation? No, I'm thinking downward. I'm thinking yeah. down. And as the weeks go on, it's kind of like your perception of what you once thought was, like, so hot and so attractive is like, oh, he took a shower today? Okay, that's it. I'm hamster dropped, you know? Versus, like, oh, he has to be, like, an investment banker. That, yeah. that was, like, where I started, like, six weeks ago. For sure. Now, I'm like, how many times a day do you wash your hands? <laughs> do you have Purell? Exactly. Like, oh, how many rolls of toilet paper are in your house? And oh then if I say too many, then I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, so you're that asshole that stole all the toilet paper from every single grocery store. Exactly. God, save the trees. Please. Okay, Haley, tell us about your your hike today. Oh, uh, so, you know, I'm actually really trying to respect this whole social distancing and social isolation thing because people are such assholes that, you know, all we're seeing is people parting on Instagram and TikTok 
it's like, am I the only one taking it seriously that I'm completely alone? And I mean, obviously that's partly because I live alone and I'm very single, but hello, let's take it a bit more seriously. Today I was like, let's go on a hike. So I decided to go early. I went around 8.15 and I went to the Palisade and I'm like, yeah, I did to Mescal and it was great. Like it's, it's a great hike. It's easy. You know, they'll work up a little bit of sweat and like the Palisades people there, so bouge. They're like staying home and like swimming in their pools. Like we're good. No one's going to be there. Life. Yeah, totally. And no one's grocery shopping because people will bring them groceries. I just, I knew my crowd and I was like, Palisades is where it's at. For sure. So I go, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Literally every single person was just the biggest asshole. Nobody understood the concept of six feet social distancing. I was muttering under my breath, like not so subtly, like, are you fucking kidding me? People would try to, I would try to like avoid people as I was walking and I'd have to turn my back and my mouth away from them. And instead of them going to the other side and like keep in mind these paths are so narrow like so narrow i would say like maybe five five feet max like not even the social requirement that yeah the government is is making us do and you would think that they would want to go to one side while i go to the other side but no they just want to get close so you know i did a lot of scolding on this hike and needless to say i was scarred i'm scarred from it so now i've locked myself inside until tomorrow i i I think that's just enough enough outdoor exposure for one day um were you wearing sunglasses i was wearing sunglasses and a hat i fucked up i wasn't wearing a mask but you know i I really am a firm believer that you should save some masks for the people that actually need them yeah. And also, like, I don't, there's, we have so many holes that the particles can go in anywhere. Yeah. I don't, I can't cover all my holes. Yeah. And listen, we're all going to get it anyways. So let's just go out in style. Isn't that the truth? And then I went to Erewhon after because I was like, listen, <sighs> I'm willing to there. pay, I, I'm willing to pay a premium to not be touched and to not be breathed on. Let me tell you why they got this right. They put masking tape markers of six feet distance for people at the cashier because there's nothing more annoying than even on a good day, people are on top of you in the line. Why can't you just take a few steps back? I don't understand. So that to me was worth every additional penny I paid at Erewhon. And I would say it's worth the drive for anyone listening. Which Erewhon did you go to? I went to the one in the Palisades. And I've done the Erewhon tour since Corona has started. I've gone to the one in West Third. You know, that is hands down the worst one. The it is the worst. first one I thought though. It's what? It's not the first one in LA. That's the first I one I ever went to. Yeah, I don't know if that one was the first one or the Venice one was the first one. Oh, but you might be right. I went to that one. It is not it. It's definitely not it. Not only is the parking a nightmare, but like people there, the line is wild. It's just there's too much. There's too many people, and even the celebrities are still going. It's just not good. Celebrities are shopping the... for themselves. I know. That's uh, wild. Well, listen, it's it's Corona. People are people need to cut back on their expenses for sure. Here I am, you know, buying nine dollar kiwi, but and then I went to the one in Santa Monica, which was like fine, not the, not the best. And then the one in the Palisades was the best in terms of social distancing. Well, I'm glad like summer in the Palisades did something right i know listen a little bit of extra money will get you a long way so hear that guy save your money save your money just shop at air yeah exactly save your money so you can spend a lot of it at once (laughs) so relatable have you had any like fuckboy game during this virus besides your laundry encounter have has anyone been hitting you up well it's so funny because you know when the year started and like you've seen all these memes online everyone's like 2020 is going to be the best year ever this is my year like the year of like i'm having a six pack like I'm gonna have the nicest butt like I honestly don't think I've ever been fatter and like I was I made a vow to myself I'm gonna leave every man in the past no jokes on me every single guy wants to reach out so you know I post all these like thirsty stories obviously 
and I get some good responses, but it's guys from the past. Like, hello, Everyone, 2019. I know. And it's not even worth it because it's a long game. You know, we have six weeks to go at least. I don't even know what I'm going to do with this, but I think it's nice to get a little bit of attention. But there's this one guy. So this is a great story. And I don't know if I ever told you this story. I'm ready but for it. But I work in Century City and I was at the mall having lunch and I happened to go to Tender Green. Sitting there having lunch with two of my coworkers and we're chatting and I obviously have such a loud voice. Really don't care if anyone's listening. We're basically sitting on top of each other with this table next to us and this guy is just like sitting there and he keeps like kind of laughing at like things I'm saying and you know when you can tell someone's trying to like insert themselves in your conversation. Like that time we went to Craig's and people were laughing when we were talking about Botox. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So he, I, I like keep like he keeps seeing out of the corner of my eye. He's like kind of laughing and smiling at certain things I'm saying. And he like is clearly waiting for his moment. In. Finally, he like says, I guess I like made a comment about being a lawyer. Yeah, because you're like, a lawyer oh. in every like country at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only three. And he was like, oh, I'm a lawyer. Like, oh, that's like hilarious. There's a million lawyers around here at Century City. Cool. And he yeah. was like, he's like, but I'm from Toronto. And I was like. <sighs> I'm from Toronto. Like, okay, twin. And he was like, I was like, are you lying? I'm like, I thought he like maybe heard heard me say something. And I thought he was like fucking with me. And also, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm like the most gullible person ever. Are I'm you? Really. Oh my god. You could you could tell me that. Like I'll just literally believe anything you're you're, you're saying. It's a, a, my biggest problem. So he was like, I grew up in Toronto. I'm like, no, there's no way you grew up in Toronto. Like, did you actually? He's like, yeah. Guess where I grew up? So I I guessed an area. No. He told me an area. That's what happened. He told me an area, and I was like, that's where I grew up. Oh, no. So now I'm getting, like, really creeped out. I was like, what high school did you go to? And he was like, oh, he probably never heard of it. It's the only Jewish day school in Toronto. And I'm like, uh, are you fucking kidding me? We went to the same high school. Is so he he's older? 10 years older than yeah. me, though. So he moved out here 15 years ago, whatever. I mean, I hope he's never going to listen to this. Because I this highly is doubt so it. so uncomfortable for him. <laughs> Anyways, bottom line is, he finds out, like, kind of my first name and my company. And we, like, kind of chat for a hot minute. And my friends that I'm with are like, of course, this happens to you. Like, this shit always happens. Anytime I go places, I'll, you know, I pick up friends, love friends that are. So I go back to the office and I'm like, this is so funny. Haha, like, what a story. And then I live my life. Two weeks later, a week pre corona, I get a phone call. His name pops up on my caller ID at the office. And I'm like, what the fuck? I answer the phone so skeptically. I'm like, hello? He's like, Haley, it's Owen So from Tender Green. Do you remember? We, I don't know if you remember, we met the other, like, a couple weeks ago, the one from Toronto. And I was like, yeah, no, I, like, remember. What's up? Like, I thought he was like, honestly, I thought he was calling because he, like, wanted legal advice. Yeah. Like, I was so confused. He's like, listen, I Googled your name and your company. Company and your number came up and I hope you don't mind that I call, that I'm calling you. No, like what what's up? I'm like waiting. Like, where are we going with this? And he's like, so listen. So I looked at the at the at the hockey schedule and the Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs are coming to town and I see tickets. Do you want to go to the game with me on Thursday? It's like, oh my god. Oh, I'm like I'm actually already going. Uh. And he's like, oh okay. Well, um maybe we can like grab a coffee or lunch or something at some point next week. Then if that's okay with you, you can just see the difference in age. I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, how should I get in touch with you? Like, should I call you back on your work number? I'm like, no, please don't ever call me again on this number. Oh like, ever. Can I give him my so cell? tragic. I know. I like, and also just like, way to age yourself, sir. So I, I give him my cell phone number. He texts. Here I am being like, telling everyone in the office, you guys, fucking weird is this? But then I'm, I did some reflecting and I'm like, no, how do I think it's okay when like some loser slides into my DMs and is like, yo, you want to go for a drink? And like barely gives me any attention. And like, I open my legs yet some 
really nice man phones me at the office and takes the time to actually ask me out. And I'm like, oh, what a weirdo, you know? Yeah, because it feels like he's a serial killer. Yeah, but it's like, how sad for society that, that that's where our standards have gone. Oh, yeah. It's completely that way. Like, we love an unavailable fuckboy. If you're available and nice, like, it's like we don't understand that language yeah yeah we're like oh my god are, are you gonna murder me like that's a hard no anyway so whatever we proceed to text and then i go to the Leafs game that the next day so i go to the game and i'm sitting in our seat and someone walks by me and i look up and it's him he is sitting six rows in front of us but also behind the net great seat but what are the odds in the entire stable center he is six rows in front of us so that was interesting and then i know so wild he was texting me and i was just like pretending like i didn't see him and even though he was there with some girl i would assume it must have been something working thing because he was just like too nice to be a fuck boy like that yeah anyways lo and behold fast forward it's corona time obviously we didn't go out i told him that i'm social distancing he will not stop messaging me and it's like we haven't even gone on a date why are we in a texting relationship i'm not looking for a pen pal it, like we're in the we're in this for the long haul like it's gonna be six weeks before i even see you in person i don't know how to how to say hi can you just like reach out to me in six weeks i didn't answer for 12 hours and he was like is everything okay i just turned my phone off we're gonna be okay is everything okay like no everything's not okay the world is ending <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just dealing with a lot right now. Oh my god! So that's really where I'm at. Other than that, and then my two men from last year, just like thinking it's okay that we reconnect while we're supposed to be social isolating. Is one know? of them vegan restaurant boy? Oh my god, no! No, I don't think I'll ever hear from him again. I think I made him too ashamed. It's really unfortunate. Well, he's unfortunate. So bye. Yeah, like definite PSA: don't go on a date with someone that asks you to go to a vegan restaurant unless, unless you're, you're like vegan. vegan yeah. <laughs> unless you're vegan. And no shame. No shade, no shame. You do you, but like, I don't want to get drunk at a vegan restaurant. I want to get drunk at a bar yeah. with dark lighting. <laughs> exactly. Where you feel like, mm, I feel bougie and wasted. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to be able to see my face. Everything's yeah. better with the lights off. I, I think so. That's usually my mantra. I agree. Do you miss people right now? It's so funny. I feel like, and I think I was saying this to you earlier, like, I've honestly been training for this my whole life. Like, I'm so good at being alone and independent. You are. But I think, I think it's just the idea that, and like, I just feel like every space is my own personal playground, except for fucking hike, unfortunately. But I miss like the ability to just go outside without fear. I think that's really what's bothering me is I'm so panicked about everything. And I'm not even scared for myself. I realized the other day, and I think you helped me realize this, like I'm so empathetic to everyone. I'm genuinely just like scared for the world. Yeah. I just feel like we're all just like people aren't doing enough or taking it seriously enough. And it's like one person, like, you know, don't be that one person that ruins it for everyone. And, like, there are those people that are ruining it for everyone. They're everywhere. You know, I miss my routine. I miss feeling like I'm contributing. I miss being productive. So today when I went to the grocery store, I, I messaged, like, four people on my list that live, like, very close to me to be like, can I get you groceries? Like, I'm at the store. I'm already taking I'm already taking one for the team. Do you need anything? Oh God, and sweet. one person actually needed stuff, which I was so happy about. And she kept me like, thank you. And I'm like, no, I need this. I think that's 
part of what helps me thrive and like not go into like depression when I'm isolating is that I just feel valuable and I think it's yes. really hard for us to feel valuable now in this weird time so I think it's interesting because you know I'm on my FaceTime all day and there's never a moment I actually feel like I'm even alone at this moment at, like in the last week because everyone just wants to chat all day every day I'm actually tired from chatting but I think you know it, it makes people feel there there's purpose in the day so I think that's that's the hardest part that I'm dealing with. What about you? Um, I mean, for sure. Definitely. I I'm definitely know that I'm somebody who like loves to get a pat on the head at the end of the day. Like, and everyone tells me that I'm doing so well. It's like why I bake for everybody. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. And it sucks because like I can bake a lot right now, but I'd have no one yeah. to share it with. And that's like my favorite thing about baking is like watching other people eat it and tell me how good it is. And what so, have you baked lately? I mean, I have ever, I want I'm going to bake banana bread like probably later today. But Ugh. then like what am I I can't like feed it to people virtually. So that's going to be depressing. <laughs> the only thing that I've really been doing other than that is like this. so I'm grateful that you're coming onto the podcast as my third episode. I'll take any excuse to talk like nonstop. I really just feel like I always have 9000 things to say. I like message everyone from work all the time and I'm like I don't know if I'm allowed to do this because we're work colleagues but I just feel like I need you to know all these things I feel like I should just start a notepad of all my thoughts that I want to share with people when I get back to the office yeah like a a journal of your corona thoughts yeah the corona diaries I, I even like talk to my I have to talk to myself I actually think that that's something that people don't don't realize is okay like when I'm watching a show or like listening to a podcast like I will give commentary out loud to myself because I think like why do I have to sit in silence you know yeah I mean that's like a good thing about living alone is like I definitely also do that yeah yeah I mean for a hot moment I was like should I get a dog and then I was like "Mm." but like then I go back to work in six weeks and then what I think mostly for me is like like genuinely wanting to know how we're going to come out of it on the other side I'm kind of excited to see like how the world is going to change in terms of what like, I feel like everything, I feel like now after going through this, like, you know, people are going to, like, just the way that we, you know, talk to each other, say hello, like, I don't think people are yeah. going to be kissing on the cheek hello anymore. Like, I, it's yeah. like the way that we touch each other. It's so funny because when I was younger, I got, I went to boarding school and we had a touching ban. So, like, you weren't allowed to touch people without permission. And so I feel like now the whole world after this is going to be on a touching ban. Like, I mean, not that they're going to obviously you should ask permission before you touch somebody but it's just going to be like a <laughs> taboo yes, is important yeah it's going to be like more taboo than it was because you know normally like when you see people hi hello you give them a hug like depending on who it is a kiss on the cheek and uh, like you go from there but now it's like the, the unknown silent killer corona like who knows what germs this person's carrying a hundred percent and i i actually to your point i think that in a weird way, coronavirus is the most fascinating social experiment. Like, just watching people on Instagram and even just, like, with all the trainers doing Instagram lives for free and just, like, really trying to create a community. Like, what I, I in a weird, twisted way, what I really like about this is what's going on right now. And maybe this is the one positive is that, and this is kind of how I feel about music and why I'm in, uh, like, want to like I, why I'm a, an amuse, why I am a music attorney is because it's something that like sees no colors sees no religion sees no uh, no economic status there's no economic status like 
you literally could be any human on this planet and be affected by it. We're seeing really, really, really wealthy, well-off people be affected by it. And like, you know, all religions. And like, at the end of the day, we are all in this together. It's so fascinating to me. And I'm loving watching a lot of influencers use their platforms to get people to donate, like, you know, supplies or people helping out their neighbors. And I just find it such a fascinating sociology experiment. I totally agree. It's been really amazing to kind of watch the whole world like step up and like try to it's like either you have people that are really stepping up or you have people that are just like socially like not smart and are not doing what they need to be doing but yeah to go back on your workout thing and how all these trainers and stuff are doing free workouts I've been seeing some trainers that are doing they're making people pay still but are they donating the funds to like help corona i mean one of them i saw it, it said like it, it didn't say donations i almost like want to look it up um because i did see carrie's pilates is charging six dollars for a class a virtual class and they're donating all funds to corona yeah like a corona relief fund because then if, if you're right then like that's the lowest of the low it's like i keep saying this people that call me from work like that with with certain questions about different contracts and I'm like can we just all not be assholes today like this is just a really unprecedented time for everyone it's really uncharted territory like let's all just breathe let's all be let's not be assholes like I get it it's like scary with the money and everything but everyone's dealing with it yeah um no actually some people are like literally just taking the money for themselves like I'm looking at this one trainers and it's saying like it's a challenge. Um, a hundred dollar buy-in money will be paid to this trainer. Each referral that signs up, well, you can get twenty dollars back. But it's n- nothing's being like donated, which I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it's hard because they also obviously still need to earn a living. Like they don't get paid if they're not, like if the studio's not operating. Um. So I feel like I do get it. It's just like very noticeable how do you get to be how do you get to be that one like how have to be that one person that's so obviously charging when everyone's just trying to boost use their platform to boost the community yeah and I think that like you know when you are taking money during this time I feel like I've seen a lot of other people that have you know noted that people are giving them money even though they're not asking for it they're like you know like thank you so much for your kindness but I I don't need this and it's like I feel like you know if you're doing stuff for free and you're getting that recognition out there like I feel like people kind of be more grateful and may or may not give you money in return for like your help but at the same time it it kind of just like really makes a lot of things look the trans it's so transactional like I don't really care about anybody except myself yeah And I don't necessarily know if I like that. Everyone that I have, like, you know, either it's like they, you already are paying for their platform beforehand and, but they are still uploading like free workouts to IGTV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like everyone needs to start looking at it as looking at this time as just an opportunity for, for potential. Like, you know, use this opportunity. If you're going to be a trainer, 
maybe your your opportunity is to use um, use your platform, do free workouts, convert that following to your classes when they, when they resume. If you're an influencer, you know, start using your platform for good, and then eventually people will be able to maybe resonate with you a lot more differently. Or for sure. I, there's just a lot of opportunities. I think with businesses, with, you know, I work at an agency and it, we're just, we're having lots of conversations, how we can come back stronger and reshape the industry so that like it, this doesn't rock the entire industry again. I mean, the entire entertainment industry is shut down and so many people are out of jobs because a lot of these people rely on either work on a gig by gig basis. Yeah, freelance. Uh, exactly. And they're independent contractors and that's a way for the, you know, the artist or whoever the staffing company is to save money up front. But it's just like, how, how do we come out of this and what lessons can we take away? And I think, I think that's kind of needs to be the strategy going forward. For sure. And I feel like also like just to even go back, like on any type of person that's putting out free content right now, your building that relationship or even like as a trainer you could totally transform someone's body like in this time or start it and then they like see that and they're like oh I love this and then when you know everything kind of starts to go back to whatever it becomes the new normal like people are going to want to stay around with you and stick around a hundred percent I think it's really easy to notice everyone in the good times and like just glaze over people in good times and just you know have no just no recognition any differently like you just expect good from people but you it's what the biggest tell of someone is how they react in the bad and you know seeing how people are reacting now is creating is like to me a game changer like I'm watching we were what stories and oh my she's God, yeah. really Danielle she's Bernstein. phenomenal and whether or not it's calculated not calculated I don't I could give two shits what she's doing is phenomenal Agreed. and she's using her platform and actually calling on other influencers to do the same and good for her she is holding people accountable because she knows she has power yeah and I really like how she's like you know she not only asks for people to help like you know with donating like gloves and masks to like the hospitals but she herself goes out and tries to do it for them as well and like lets everybody know that and I think that says a lot she's not saying like oh you guys go and do this I'll tell you to do it she's like I'm also participating exactly exactly so it's like you know we can talk about what she does on a daily basis that's great I mean so do a million other people but it's I I don't think I'll forget that in this really trying time she was such she being such a positive and guiding force which is a lot a lot to say for someone like her and I think yeah I agree that it's super important that we're seeing this from people how do you uh what are you thinking about people that we know that are a little bit more codependent right now I think I think if you live alone I think it's a really interesting time to do some self-reflection for sure I think I've always said that when I get to a really serious relationship with a partner like I know it'll be okay but I'm only ready to do it once I figured out my shit and that means like I want to make sure my career is on track I want to make sure I'm fully sustainable on my own so that I'm independently healthy and sustainable without someone else and I think that Listen, this is going to be a really interesting time for a lot of couples. A lot of people that are quarantining up with their boyfriends, you know, or, you know. Cuffing season round two. Yes. And also, it's a lot of people are going to be breaking up. For sure. It's a lot of togetherness. 
and forced togetherness, which is also really interesting. You know, people choosing to quarantine with someone that they've only recently started dating. That's like a really aggressive move. Yeah. But I think like it's a really interesting social experiment for you to try to quarantine by yourself. And people don't trust themselves enough that they're capable of being alone. And they rely too much on other people and the validation of other people to define their self-worth. And it's like, that's, you're never going to feel fully fulfilled, truthfully, if you don't, if you need other people constantly to prop you up. Yeah. And like, you and I both live alone, but we also both come from very large families. So I think normally people would think that we would have difficulty, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me personally, like, I feel like this is really good. Like I already had hobbies that I like to do, but, but now I'm like getting to do all these things and also getting yeah. to know myself more and, and just kind of, I guess like trying to take the positive and have the best time that I can given the circumstances. A hundred percent. And I think, I think that right there is the most important thing to keep in mind and to remember and what's going to get everyone through is like we just all need to keep a positive attitude a couple weeks of pain for long-term gain and like it's so lame but you know it's use it as an you just use it as an opportunity turn every negative thing and every scary challenge into just an opportunity and and that I think is what will make you stronger in the long run yeah I mean I love I've made so many goals for myself and if I accomplish 75 percent I'll be so happy and I think you know we've constantly all been like oh I wish I had the time to do this this and this but like you have the time and use it as an opportunity to constantly stimulate yourself you know you don't have to watch tv all day like no. it's not I I've been watch I've been binge watching the latest season of This Is Us, and I, I'm just like I'm, I want it to end so badly so that I can just stop watching television. You know, I feel yeah. my brain going to mush. Um, I have a virtual book club with some of my friends, which I'm really like enjoying. I'm doing yeah, like a movie fun. club. Like, yeah, I think it's just like find ways that you can still stimulate your brain and and do it in sort of like a social way also but have a conversation yeah things that trigger thought-provoking conversations and I'm the first person to say I never want to talk to anyone about politics it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a conversation that no one's ever going to win because these are just opinions and I I'm a firm believer that like everyone should be entitled to their opinions like I'm not here to change someone's opinion you know so I think that to have a conversation about politics seems to me like a losing battle. And like, yeah, of course we can have a civil discourse. And sometimes I'm fascinated by some of my friends who are just so knowledgeable about not necessarily like politician aspect of it, but more just like social welfare and things like that. Tax breaks, you know, what each person's platform stands for. That to me, I'm, I'm eager to, and interested to hear and have that conversation. But yeah, I think there's so many other ways we can have intellectually stimulating conversations. Oh, for sure. And also I think like what's important and what I love the most about an intellectually like stimulating conversation is that like you, we are surrounded by like, you know, people and that are our friends and that they do have different opinions than us on like yeah. even books. Like, and it's so interesting to like hear a different opinion that, and it's like, you don't even necessarily need to agree with it. It's just interesting to see things from other people's perspectives and that kind of can help you grow your own mind to be like oh I didn't know that somebody looked at you know x y and z this way a hundred percent a hundred percent I think it's a good opportunity for people to really have like meaningful conversations as opposed to like being on your phone being on your phone texting while being on the phone 
you know, and having phone conversations. And then, then you're also watching television and it's like, why don't we just all focus on each task at hand? Because we like legitimately have the time to do so. Exactly. Wait, have you been on dating apps during this? Honestly, I'm on, I'm on Hinge and okay. I just feel like it's just, it's just not it, you know? Yeah. It's like a weird I don't know. time. And I feel like everyone that's like kind of really active on it. I'm like, like the guys, I just feel like, come on, dude. Call your but mom. it's also like to what end, right? Because yeah. we're not going to hang out. Yeah. And I mean, listen, I maintain you go meet someone in the laundry room. I think that that's where it's at. Not in my building, but maybe definitely in yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe next next time you should check in with me in a couple of weeks and maybe we'll have a blossoming blossoming romance well that's what I was gonna say like I want to know a I want kind of your prediction but also b I also want you to come back on in a few weeks we can check back in but like what do you think the next kind of few weeks are gonna look like like how do you I mean right now it's that we're at the beginning Uh, of it in terms of just like the world yeah and just how everyone like our mental stability at that point you know it's funny I think people are like in their head already starting to crack and we're seeing a lot of that like I think there's a lot of meme culture going on right now which is a lot of like humor it's like I think people have to find the humor in this and if they can find any way to to make this light that's to me the greatest thing we can do right now I'm like we're honestly so fortunate that we're being quote-unquote like lockdown and obviously like not a real lockdown just you know shelter at home don't come for me yeah um with social media it the fact that we can you know be on facetime and all these things allows us to really feel like we're staying connected so i just think that i think that people need to trust themselves more and and not sell themselves short and just be like i'm going crazy i feel like sometimes people just say things to say it you know like yes oh i've talked oh, I'm going crazy. Oh, I'm so bored. But it's like, are you really bored? Like, just stop, take a minute, think about it. Like, are you bored because you just haven't, like, picked up the next book? So then just pick up your next book. Yeah. I I literally just ordered a Nintendo Wii, so I'm saving it for next week. That'll be my activity next week. I love that. Three books. Like, I just think people need to learn to trust what they're capable of more. So I'm, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that that's what happens in the next few weeks. I think that what I learned yesterday from one of my doctor friends in in Canada is that we are five days behind in the reporting numbers. So Mm -hmm. we are only going to see a vast, vast increase in the number of cases. And I believe that it will be about three weeks from now until we hit the peak. And then I think we'll be able to slow the spread. But, you know, I've been watching the news. That's the other thing. I think we kind of all have to turn off the news. For me, I don't know about you. It's giving me the worst anxiety. I'm guilty of saying that I'm bored. But then it's like you have to sit there and either continue to try all the Instagram filters or like just what have you been avoiding that you could easily do? Draw a fucking picture. Like, there is so, there are so many things to do. Order a coloring book, journal. There's no shortage of, of activities. I really, really believe that. Clean your house, reorganize your closet, get rid of shit that you that you've had for years. You know, there's come out of this feeling lighter emotionally, mentally, physically. Like we really, and I mean, I, I'm the first 
person to be like, I just ate literally all my quarantine snacks. I'm sure most people can relate. At some point, it's like, I'm trying to look at this as an opportunity to make myself better and to come out the other side stronger in so many different ways. And I think it's going to get more challenging. And I think we need to just all be prepared for that. I don't think I'll be back at work until May. Like, I would be really shocked if I'm back in my office before the last week in April, for sure. Exactly, because isn't this going until April 19th? This is going until April 19th if they don't extend it. And and then we still have to have, and that's just like the, the, the most dire part of it. Then we still have to have the like, post shelter at home which it will be like yeah, okay let's go back period. just yeah let's just go back to social distancing yeah for sure your birthday's coming up my birthday is coming up how are we gonna week. how are we gonna celebrate it so yeah. listen i'm turning 30 and I, i'm not ashamed to admit i was i had this huge trip planned i don't plan anything because i unfortunately believe that I, when I expect things, I get let down because I have such big expectations. So to avoid that, I never planned. And this one time I planned my birthday trip a year in advance. And, you know, I, I was really like, I, I was like living 11 months for one, you know? Yeah, I remember. So, and obviously we had to cancel it because we were supposed to leave it next week. But again, I'm, I just, I was, and I was sad for like two days and I, and my mom was like trying to put it into perspective and, and being like, oh, you know, it's not the biggest deal. Like there's like so many other things that are going on in the world. And I'm like, 100%, but I'm totally entitled to just be sad for a minute or, like, just disappointed. And I think everyone should know that. Like, it's okay if you're disappointed if something got canceled. Like, even something as trivial as, like, Coachella or if you were going to Stagecoach or if you had, like, a trip with your fiancé planned in two months or you were going to a concert, you are allowed to be disappointed that it got canceled or that it is not happening and it doesn't make you a bad person. But, like then just move on from it and so I did and you know I decided okay like listen I still I live in Los Angeles I'm the weather is beautiful I'm so fortunate I live here so I'm gonna wake up and I'm just gonna find a way to make myself to do the things that make me happy I'm gonna go on a hike I'll walk on the beach I'm going to do an online Instagram rumble workout I'm gonna order Craig's takeout and delivery have Craig's ice cream and that to me will be fine and everyone I'm sure will call me you know it's not like I'm being stuck in a room where I don't have access to a phone, so I don't know how loved I am, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, and it is what it is. And everyone's like, oh, we'll celebrate when, when this is done. Like, no, I'm not that person that celebrates post. Yeah. And like, what we're going to celebrate in May, that's so weird to me. But we'll find something else to celebrate. There's always an excuse to celebrate something. I'm a firm believer in it's all perspective. Just shift your perspective. Yeah, and plus we can always just do tequila with muddled mint over FaceTime. 100%. I have a bottle of tequila waiting for me. Nothing goes better with tequila than Craig's ice cream and when we when we're back, we'll go life will life will go on. It's yeah, all we'll, good. We'll celebrate getting out of it. Exactly. With our favorite band Craig. Yeah, in the best food ever. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you Haley for coming on. Ugh, my pleasure. Hopefully I didn't talk your ear off. No, we love it. I mean, what is any like what is everybody doing? <laughs> they should be listening to this. If they know hopefully it's hopefully I didn't trigger anyone with anything I said. No, I think it was all positive. You, you never know anymore. I, I feel like everyone's triggered by like everything. So if you're I know. triggered same. Well, guys, let's just all go to sleep and wake up in twenty twenty one.